Hallelujah. Amen. You can hear me now, right? It's so good to see your faces. Amen. Praise God. I came in uh, different yesterday. George turned me into a different man, so praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Miracles happen at the barbershop. I don't know if you ever know that. <laughs> Amen. I think we're developing a tradition, me and Pastor Marcus, you know, we come in. I said, okay, we're going to George. Amen. I cut my hair long enough to last through all the meetings. And then when I hit Portoville, it's time for a new one. Amen. <laughs> I'm especially thrilled to be with you today. Amen. And like Pastor said, I'm glad everybody is with me today. Amen. Everybody's our oldest. You've seen the youngest one. We have everybody and we have one girl. So she hasn't made it up here yet, but everybody else has made it here. Amen. Glory to God. You see him, you hold fast to him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. We're glad that God is doing wonderful things. I came up earlier to be at the Holy Ghost meetings in Marietta. Amen. We had a wonderful time. Amen. Praise God. So, but it's on my heart to come back and say hello to you. Let you know all the wonderful things that God is doing in Nigeria. And want you to know that we love and appreciate you for all the prayers and support. Amen. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul said that each time we receive a support from you, it's like a sweet smelling. Oh, glory to God. And we always hold up before the Lord and we say, Father, River Church, you bless them. Amen. Because they are participating, you all are participating in what God is doing in Abuja. Amen. Amen. This past year, God told us that uh, building is of a priority for us. Because we've been meeting in a school like you guys are. And uh, while I was out here during the summer, I, I was preaching in Kansas. In Kansas City for Pastor Hernandez. And on my way out back to Iowa, I was driving and the Lord said to me, receive two buildings. So I said, Father, I received two buildings. He didn't tell me believe for two buildings. He just said, receive two buildings. So I said, Father, I received two buildings. Of course, we are in need of building, like really bad. Because the place we were using, it was a school, and the school was being leased to, a, to another school that needs the whole building. And we were in faith with the owner of the school for this to happen. But it happened so suddenly. <laughs> so we had to pack up all of our stuffs and just kind of like put it out while we were traveling because we couldn't use the building anymore. So when God said receive two buildings, it meant a lot to us. Then we came back and, you know, I started looking around. Everybody was gearing us towards finding land. Because what was coming was find a piece of land and you can lease it and put structure on it and start, you know, temporary structure and so on and so forth. But it, it's just something inside wasn't sitting well. We were prepared to do it. And one day the Lord said to me, I told you receive two buildings. I said, you know, I was prepared. Maybe I needed to build it. I said, building means it's, a, it's already built uh, structure. So thank God for <laughs> the Holy Ghost. So we went on and we were led to a particular building right up. I've been overlooking that building. Each time I come around it, this is what's so interesting. I get a prompting and I will, ah, it's right by the highway. Ah, it's all of this. Ah, you know, uh, you know, I wanted a space by myself, you know. 
And uh, after he spoke that to me, I drove by that building. He said, go look at it. And I looked at one spot, you know, it was an L building. Uh, the space wasn't enough. He said, go a little bit further. And when I did, there's a whole section that they were not touching, they were not walking on. And um, he said, this will be good for you. And it's a whole floor. So I said, we'll take that. And they started walking on it. Mind you, to do this, there was, it wasn't like we had a stash of money packed away, you know. You see a, you see a congregation, you'd be like laughing. Ha, ha, ha. How on earth are you going to do this? But when God tells you, when God tells you, so that's what we went by. And we started asking more of the thing. And the guy said, yeah, I will fix it for you. And because we wanted it, he did not plan to walk on that side. And he started walking on the whole side. So, and that gives us more space for the sanctuary, the children's church, uh, offices, uh, four toilets, praise God, a bathroom in the pastor's office. I mean, everything. And we were not prepared naturally, you know, like it wasn't like money was flowing to just do it. But we followed what he said. And because we followed what he said, all the money came in to pay for two years right away. The chairs that we were going to use, you know, everybody uses these plastic chairs because it's affordable. So you can just get it and go on. Everybody, you remember those white plastic chairs? And I went over there to look at the, uh, uh, the plastic chairs. I didn't have any unction. And another one I saw was similar to this, but it was locally manufactured. And I didn't like it. And God led me to another one that is stainless steel uh, legs. It looks nice. And God said, that's it. You, you can use that. One of them will buy 10 of those plastic chairs. <laughs> you talk about stretching forth your faith. Believing what God tells you. So we just went and I ordered all of them. All the chairs. All the money for it came in. And we said, we needed air conditioned. You see, it's not like here where the buildings are already air conditioned for you. No, you have to put in your own units. And I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, up to about eight or even close to ten units of air conditioners that we will need. And I said, we will need ten air conditioners. I blinked my eyes. All the money came in for it. Paid for it. And it wasn't like we were a house filled, yeah. just a handful of people yeah. that God is using. Yeah. And yeah. God is doing great things yeah. because we're going by what he said. Yeah. Right. We finished the air condition. We said we needed something else. We needed uh, television for the children's church. Boom. All there. It's amazing. Yeah. What will happen when we respond to God? So great things are happening. So with that, we'll be able to hold uh, better meetings. We have ministers meetings that we typically have every year that Pastor Jay will come and preach. So he'll be able to do it at our church instead of renting a place. And we'll be able to just do so much more. We have the radio program that's been going. Everything went up 100%. Amazing. Our utility bill, 100% increase. I mean, everything went up 100% in our expenses. The radio station called me. The manager said, uh, would you have a moment to meet me? I said, uh, okay, I will meet you. And he didn't tell me what he was coming to meet me for. 
I thought, okay, what is he coming for? And he kept calling. So I said, okay, come on. And he came and met me. He said, I needed to come to tell you this in person. He was fighting with the station to keep our uh, cost at the same level, but he couldn't. And he wanted to tell it to me in person that the rate has gone up and he wasn't able to do anything about it. And going up wasn't going up. It was like 100% increase. So I stood there and I said, well, maybe we need to find another station. And he said, yeah, I will even help you find another station. Let's research and look. And I'm checking, but there was no unction. No unction at all. And, um, and we need to make a decision re like in a couple of days because the next broadcast is coming up. Yeah. So I'm like, Lord, he said, uh, no unction, just stay there. Because you find another station, you have to rebuild all the potential listeners and all that. We already have 16 million potential listeners at this station. And God said, don't worry about it. Just do what I told you to do. I was just talking about it. Somebody came by. I was talking about it. And he said, yeah, what's the difference? I said, it's 100%. Within five minutes, they paid the difference. And said, Pastor, we don't want the work of God to suffer. We want people to hear it. Just like that. Amen. So great things are happening. I just wanted to tell you a few of those testimonies to encourage your faith and um, see what all God has. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Did you bring your Bibles? Yes. Let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And of course, my family and the rest of them send their love. Amen. They called me this morning and they said, be sure to tell them that I said hello. Amen. So you guys are very dear to our hearts. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 1 Timothy 6, we will read verse 12. You've never read that scripture before, right? Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. I was coming, asking the Lord, what would you like me to minister to your people in Porterville? You know, because every place you have to hear from God. I never like to go places without hearing God. Because, you know, when you hear God, you're bold. Amen. And you know you are doing what he told you to do. So in, in, in asking him, what shall I minister to your people? He said, talk to them about laying hold. Laying hold. Laying hold. So we're going to talk about laying hold of what God has made yours today. Lay hold. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Tell them it's time to lay hold. Amen. Like Pastor Molina was saying earlier, don't leave anything on the table. It's time to lay hold. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful privilege that you've given us to, to listen and to hear what you have to say to us today. Thank you for the honor of carrying this word to your people. I receive your utterance today. I receive all the different gifts that you've anointed us with to walk in the fullness of your plan. We thank you for boldness and we declare that your word will have free course. Your word will be glorified and people shall be helped today. In Jesus name, amen. 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 Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. Lay hold. God has wonderful things in store for all of us. 
Amen. And he never stops. Because sometimes we wonder, does God have something good for us or not? He said, I will increase you more and more, you and your children. So if you saw a little increase last year, guess what? He, he has more in store for you. And as a church, there is a building for you. Amen. A building that must be built. Places that must be occupied. But it takes the faith of all of us to lay hold of it. Amen. You see, God's not, uh, God's not sitting today going, hmm, what shall I do for River Church? Hmm, what shall I do for the people in part of it? He has plans. If you know God, you know that he plans things ahead of time. Ahead of time. Remember in um, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 in verse 10. I like to read it to you in Amplified Bible. That is my favorite scripture. I preached it so much in Abuja, people thought I wrote it, but I didn't. <laughs> Amen. It's the word of the living God. Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 10. It says, for we are God's own handiwork. Aren't you glad? He, his workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew. And I always stop and say why? It tells you. That we may do those good works. Which God predestined. Planned beforehand for us. Taking paths. Which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen. There's already a prearranged life set for you in 2022. There's already pre. I, I, I thank God. He's, he's the God of prearrangement. He's already prearranged lands and buildings and houses for all of you. Amen. But it's not enough that God prepared something for us. If we never laid hold of it. How many of you know you can spend time in the kitchen. Preparing this wonderful delicious meal. But if nobody ever showed up to eat it. It wouldn't matter that you prepared it. Because you didn't prepare it just to say you prepared it. You prepared it so that it could feed people. Amen. Glory to God. You see what God gave by his grace. Must be received by faith. Okay, what God gave us by grace, everything that God does, he does it by grace. When he talks about he prepared a wonderful life for you, he has things prepared for you. It's not because you've been very, very good. It's because that's his nature. He's a good God. It is his grace that prepares it for you. So you never look at what you can lay hold of based on yourself. You look at what's available to lay hold based on God. His grace is amazing. Like we sing amazing grace, right? So what God gave us by his grace can only be received by faith. By faith. You lay hold by faith. Amen. There are two kinds of living in the earth. Okay. Living by faith. And living by the efforts of the flesh. Yeah. Amen. People who live by the efforts of the flesh. Live ordinary life. Amen. They are controlled by what they see. 
they are always afraid of what could happen. Hmm? And all they see is all they got. Their life revolves around, revolves around what they see. And if you take out what they, they can see, they are done. That's living by the efforts of the flesh. That means you live based on what you can do, based on what you can produce, and you're always looking to you. You, 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 you. And when things go bad, you feel bad, and you are hard on yourself because you are your own God, pretty much. The other kind of living is living by faith. That's the kind of living that the Bible instructs us as the children of God to live. The Bible said the just shall live by faith. People who live by faith uh, live a supernatural life. Amen. They are not controlled by what they see. Mm? They are not afraid of anything. They're not afraid of sickness and disease. They're not afraid of the economy going down because they are designed to live a supernatural life. Supernatural life is life that sits over natural life. Amen. Glory to God. People who live by faith are, are aware that there is more to life than what they see. People who live by faith know that every natural thing has a spiritual component. I mean, we are sitting good. Everything you see has a spiritual component to it. I mean, if you want to adjust the temperature in a room, do you go to the vent and start tweaking it? The vent is how the air blows. But if you want to get to how to tell how much air blows, whether it's cool or hot, where would you go? To the thermostat. People who live by faith, sort of like, you know, I'll put it this way, knows that, if, that in order to control anything, they have to go to the supernatural source of it. That's why they are never down. That's why they are not controlled by what they see. Because they know how to control what they see. They go to the thermostat and tweak it. While people are at the vent pulling their hair out, crying. How come this room is so cold? How come this room is so hot? You see, that's what the world does. They look at the things you see. And they are frustrated trying to make what they see look different but to change what you see you have to control it from the supernatural because everything natural has a spiritual component remember in Hebrews 11 in verse 3 in Amplified Bible let me read it to you Hebrews 11 look at verse 3 in Amplified Bible It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So that what we see, pay attention to that, so that what we see was not made out of things which are visible. Did you notice that? 
so that what we see were not made out of things that are visible. Well, what were they made out of? Out of things that are not visible. What are those things that are not visible? The word of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. The word of God. You see, the word of God is the seed. Huh? It's the seed of everything that is created. You, that's why we're telling you, you remember that vent and the thermostat? You want to control what's coming out of the thermostat? You, uh, out of the vent, you go to the thermostat. You want to change anything in life. You want to change how things that you see, what they look like, how, where do you go? You go to the thermostat of that thing. And in this case, is the word of God. The word of God is the thermostat of everything in life. Remember in John chapter 1, in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he goes on to say, and by him, right? The same was in the beginning, and by him was not anything made that was made. That means everything made was made by the word. By the word, you see. That's why we tell you that every natural, uh, every natural thing has a spiritual component. What's the spiritual component of every natural thing? The word of God. That's why Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Are you, are you following me? So the word of God is the evidence of things you don't see. So if you get the word, you get everything. If you get the word, you will never have to wonder about the state of what you see because you've got the thing that gives birth to it. The word of God. Amen. The word of God. Amen. In Hebrews 11:1, 1, it said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Somebody see you so excited on a Monday morning, glory to God, life is good. They say, what is it? I said, that life is good. I'm going to have me a glorious day. I'm going to have me a glorious time. Somebody say, how do you know? Did you not hear the news? Did you not read the news? Did you not see that things are going down, down, down? And here you are excited. They said, what is the evidence? I got the word on it. I have the word of God on it. And here people are lined up at the vent. Trying to change what's coming out of the vent. And here you are with the thermostat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're going to talk about laying hold. Yes. To lay hold, it requires faith. You lay hold by faith. You lay hold by faith. You are not struggling to have a life prepared for you. It's already prepared. We talk about this all the time. You are sitting good. Why? Because your life is prepared. Somebody said, I'm trying to sort myself out. <laughs> my, my God sought me out a long time ago. You see, your life is sorted out. But in order for you to enjoy that life that has been sorted out, you do it by faith. 
You do it by faith. Okay? You do it by faith. You see, faith means that something has already happened. Hmm? When God is saying, use your faith, it means something has already happened. Faith is to receive something that has already happened. You see, you see the difference? Without faith, you're trying to make something happen. When you're in faith, it means you are in position to receive something that has already happened. Yes. Remember, we read that in Ephesians 2.10 in Amplified Bible. It said, your life has been prepared for. The path that you're to walk has been prepared. Every good thing has been prepared for you. Yes. But it takes faith to lay hold of it. It takes faith to lay hold of it. Because faith puts you in contact with grace. Faith puts you in contact with grace. Without faith, you will frustrate, you will fr frustrate the grace of God. Because grace is not based on what you earn. Grace is, is, is because of the mercy of God. Hallelujah. So, what is the number one? Let's talk about the process of laying hold. What is the process of laying hold? Well, how does faith work? That's what you have to think about. Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You will never lay hold of something you haven't heard about. Why? Because you wouldn't have faith for anything that you haven't heard about. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the process of laying hold begins with hearing. Begins with hearing. I remember at the beginning of the year, God was talking to me about, you know, as a congregation, as somebody that goes around, preaches to many places. He said to me, concerning our congregation, and I've heard other pastors be a witness with the same, that God is talking to them about the same thing. God said to me that the success, our success this year is tied to our hearing. Your life looks like your hearing. Right, because your life is a representation of what you are okay with. And in order to change what you're okay with, what you hear has to change. Amen. So the first process, the process of laying hold begins with hearing. 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 How well you hear determines how well you lay hold. You remember in Romans chapter 10, in verse 11, praise God. This is Jesus talking about people receiving what he has made available. Let's, let's go there, read a little bit. Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 11. We'll start reading from verse 11. It says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Or I read it this way sometimes. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be disappointed. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be without. Amen. Whosoever believeth on him will always stand out. Amen. 
Okay, and it goes on to say, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Okay, look here. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered, shall be made whole in every area. In every area. Okay, somebody says he's talking about getting saved. Yeah, when you're saved, it means you're whole. In every area. Salvation is all-inclusive. It includes your, your, your being physically whole. It, it includes you being financially whole. It includes you being whole in every area. Amen. So whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be made whole, shall be saved. Okay, and he goes on to say something big. Are you ready to hear? He said, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? Somebody say, hey, I know so, oh Lord, increase my faith. Oh God, I just need to believe. I just need to believe. But it tells you how you can believe. Because the next question says, how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? So, in order to believe, you have to hear. In order to call, to lay hold, you have to believe first. But in order to believe, you have to hear. You have to hear. That's why hearing is so vital to you laying hold of what God has for you. Amen. And he goes on to say, how shall they hear without a preacher? Without the one who's, who's anointed to preach it. Amen. It didn't say, how can they hear without a journalist? Huh? Did you notice that? It didn't say, how can they hear without uh, a good speech writer? It says, how can they hear without a preacher? a preacher and he goes on to qualify that he said how shall they preach except they be sent they be sent they be sent praise God so you see the importance of hearing in your believing without hearing you won't believe and you won't if you don't believe you won't call amen so hearing is very important very important. It matters what you hear. You know you can be in church. You can be in service. And thought you were hearing. But you never heard. That's why Jesus said. Be careful. How you hear. What you hear. Take heed. How you hear. Because how the measure of thought you give to what you're hearing. Will determine how it measures the virtue. The power. That it returns to you. You see. The hearing that God is talking about here. Is the hearing that when you hear. Power comes to you. Hearing is to deliver power to you. Power. Hearing is to deliver power to you. What kind of power? Power to make what you're hearing so. You see, it's not just hearing, I heard, you know, God said, I heard. No, he's talking about you are receiving power. Yes. Yes. Hearing gets you power. 
That's why the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians uh, 5 or so, it said, that your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Yes. How does faith come? By hearing. Yes. Hmm? So what you hear is supposed to generate power. <laughs> where, the, where the word is full of power. So when it comes to you, that's power being delivered to you. But it's wrapped up. <laughs> Power wrapped up. Just <laughs> delivered to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's important that you hear. Hearing is not as simple as you think it is. You have to be prepared to hear. Some people hear with this ear here. <laughs> you know. It comes here. It, it, it bounces and if what's in their mind or their head is not compatible, it sends it to the other one. And out it goes. But you have to prepare to hear. You have to prepare to hear. Why? If you know that something that you're going to get is going to bless your life, you approach it in a certain way. Okay? You know, it's like sitting in a barber shop. Okay? And the barber said, keep your head still. And he's got the razor blade in his hands. Any movement you make can result in a wanted look. Yeah. <laughs> right, George? So what you do, you come, and when they say, say turn like this, you turn like that. Same thing, when you come to church, when you come to a place to hear, you have to come with the, with the mindset the way I hear will affect what this word will do for me. So you set yourself to hear. You set yourself to hear. Why? Because what you hear will generate what you're hearing. If we could put it that way. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Everything you're looking for this year begins with hearing. Somebody said, God's going to do these wonderful things and he's going to do, he's going to do, he's going to do. Yeah, that's you talking. I tell our people in prayer, you know, because people like to pray. And I will tell them, I've been saying it over the years, it doesn't matter so much what you are saying to God as much as what God has to say to you. That's what prayer is about. Because prayer is a dialogue. You say something and he says something. If all you know in prayer is what you're saying, you've only gone so far, half, halfway. You need the other part. What is God saying? What is God saying? That's where the hearing is so critical. That's where the hearing is so critical. Remember in Luke 5, in verse 15, it says, you know, when the fame of Jesus went abroad, the Bible said they came together to hear and to be healed. They came to hear and to be healed. Glory to God. And you remember the woman with the issue of blood who suffered for 12 years? And her condition was constantly growing worse. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. She spent everything she, she had yeah. 
and was nothing better. When she heard that Jesus was passing by, she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I can almost guarantee you that she didn't just hear it once. It wasn't just, you know, somebody walked by and said, oh, you know Jesus passing by, you know. Jesus by. No. If you look at her actions, you will see that what she heard went deeper. Because prior to that, Jesus has been going around saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the good, uh, uh, the good news to the poor. So she heard that. That was why she said, If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Why? Because Jesus said, The anointing of God is upon me. That's what she heard. And that was why she made the move she made. Amen. Amen. Hearing. Hearing. Hearing is so vital to you laying hold. What about in Proverbs chapter 4? In verse 20. My son attend to my word. Incline thine ears. In order to hear. You have to turn to what you're hearing. You don't hear with your ears like bam, bam, bam. You hear with your attention. Yeah. Anything that does not have your attention, you are not hearing. Because, it's, you know, you can be in a room and people talking and you not hear a thing that they're saying. Why? Because your attention is on something else. Yeah. I've practiced this. You know, my wife told tells me this all the time. I've practiced this over the years. I can be in a place where people are just talking, talking, talking and they ask me in the end, did you hear what they're saying? I said, no. Because I've learned to tune, tune them out. You know, set my attention on something else. And say, did you hear all that rubbish they're talking about? I said, I never heard. Why? I was attending to something else. You see, that's why I tell you it matters how you come. Because you don't just hear with the stuff bouncing to you, bouncing through your ears. You hear through your attention. Uh That's why the Bible says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my saying. Are you you here? Amen. Incline thine ear to my saying. And he goes on to say, keep them in the midst of thine heart. You are hearing in order to keep. Not to say I heard. Hearing is because something is delivered to you when you hear. What's good? What good does it do that you, you were given but you never received? You see, hearing gives you. Okay? So why are you hearing? So you keep it in the midst of your heart. Okay? Keep it in the, in the midst of thine heart. And it goes on to tell you the benefit. For they are life to those that find them. Have you ever, I was thinking about this the other day. They are life to those that find it. Have you ever wondered what he's talking about? What kind of life? I mean, you're breathing. You're alive. And he said they are life to those that find them. What life is he talking about? The God kind of life. The kind of life that God prepared for you. 
Incline thine ears unto my words, for my words, they are the kind of life that I prepared for you. Remember, the word of God is the seed of everything you see. So he's telling you, incline your ears unto my saying, unto those words. For those words are the kind of life that I prepared for you. Not just life. They are the God kind of life. The wealthy life. The healthy life. A life that is assured. Amen. I tell people all the time, being a Christian is wonderful because you know how your life is going to turn out. I have a guaranteed life. A life with a guaranteed outcome. I'm so sure of it. I'm not afraid of anything. Why? His word assured me so. His word said so. And when I find that word, I find my assurance. You know, people ask you all the time, are you insured? Do you have insurance? 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 You call for a medical checkup. They say, do you have insurance? I've learned to say I have assurance. I have assurance. Because you see, insurance, you pay for. Assurance, somebody else paid for. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. You see, so, in hearing, we're still talking about hearing. Your attention is the target of everything that will ever come into your life. Good or bad. Your attention. Your attention. So when the word comes, you need to make sure that your attention is available. Because if your attention is not available, you wouldn't hear. You see, you can be in church, sitting like, you know, looking at me, and your attention is not there. That's why you can be in a place and miss your visitation. Why? You were present, but you didn't hear. How do you hear? You set your attention. You set your attention. How do you set your attention? You decide this is what we're going to think about right now. We're going to think about what God's going to say to us. This is where my mind is right now. God has something to say to me. And I'm going to attend to it. I'm going to attend to it. I'm going to attend to it. So you hear by attending. Amen. You hear by attending. You see, anything that does not have your attention will not have the intended effect in your life, good or bad. If the devil is running around you talking about all the stuff that he's going to do to you, blah, 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 you're going to do this, you're going to die, you're going to lose, you're going to do it. But if you don't attend to it, it wouldn't have any effect. Same with God's word. If God is saying, I've made you the head and not the tail, you are above only and not beneath. Everything you put your hands to shall prosper. You have a heritage. If you're not attending to it, it won't have any effect. You see, attending (laughs) holds fast to what you heard. You can hear something, but your attention is the plate that holds it. I remember when we were little, you know, we used to go to places that they have events. And they say, you know... Bring plate so you can get some rice. <laughs> some rice, you know, and you know, some people will bring a little plate 
And some people will bring big plate. And I notice that people with big plate often leave with more. <laughs> so I, I started learning. You come with big plate. Not just big plate, come with a bowl. <laughs> Why? Because you can pack that thing down. Pack it down. It looks small, but it's deep. So you come with your attention. I came to hear, Father. I came to hear. I came to hear. Okay? So, when you attend, that's when you begin to hear. That's the same thing God told Joshua. You remember in Joshua chapter 1? Okay? It says, this book of the law shall not depart (laughs) out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. That you may observe to do according to what is written therein. That's the next thing that we will talk about when it comes to you laying hold. So first is your hearing. Which has to work with your attention. You attend in order to hear. Okay, but after you hear and after you attend. That means it's inside the bowl. What happens with that bowl? What happens with that stuff inside the bowl matters now. Hmm? Meditation is the next step in you laying hold of. So you come to here, you're attending, it gets in, it gets in your bowl. Now what you do with that bowl matters. How do you go from that bowl to inside? How do you get what, what's in that bowl inside? You meditate on it. You meditate on it. See, you have to remember. Let's go back a little bit. You have to remember that the word and the word only is the seed of what you're looking for. Not the natural things. Everything you need is birthed through the word. The word is the seed to it. So now you you have to understand this very well so you don't get fooled by the enemy. Because many times when we think we're in faith, we're watching the natural circumstances. We're thinking, okay, God's going to do this. Oh yeah, I thought God's going to come through here. So Father, I'm believing you. You know, you see people, they think their faith rises because there's natural movement. Faith is only tied to the word of God. That's why the Bible tells us we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. See, you have to see the word of God as the only source of what you're looking for. Because the natural thing you are banking to be this way or that way came out of the word. Remember, don't look at the vent. Okay, don't look at the vent. You want the control and that's on the thermostat. Okay, so knowing that, knowing that it matters what you do with the word that is inside that bowl. Remember that bowl we used to go to get rice? You collect the word. Because the word of God is the substance that will produce what God told you. Faith, now faith is the substance where faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So it matters what you do with the word. We're talking about you laying hold. Okay? So what do you do now with the word that's inside the bowl that you are tending to? You meditate on it. You meditate on it. 
What do you, how do you meditate? You model it to yourself. You talk about it to yourself. You talk about it to yourself. Do you know you will believe yourself more than you will believe anybody else? <laughs> you see, remember that scripture in Romans chapter 10 where it says, you know, how, how can they believe on whom they've not heard? You can become that sent preacher to yourself. It, because you see, the word you heard sends you. Mm, we can go places with that. The word you heard sends you. Did you catch what I'm saying? The word you hear, the word of God you hear, arms you, it equips you, it sends you. So what do you do? What's the first thing you do with the word you hear? You preach it to yourself. Preach it to yourself. Preach it to yourself. How do you preach it to yourself? You meditate on it. You model it. That means you talk it back to yourself. You model it to yourself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am who God says I am. God has a plan for my life. I'm not an outsider. I am an insider. God has blessed me with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ. And because I'm in Christ, I'm in the blessing. I'm not trying to get blessed. I'm in the blessing. The blessing is on me. What are you doing? You're, you're meditating. And the Bible says that as you meditate, as you meditate, you will see. As you meditate, you will see. That's what he told Joshua. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of the map, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night that you may observe. You see, the word of God is supposed to imprint inside of you the very image of that word. If it's a car you need, if it's a house you need, if it's land you need, that word of God, as you're meditating on it, will open up to you, showing you the very image of that thing. That's why it's important to see it on the inside. See it on the inside. See it on the inside. How do you see it on the inside? You meditate on the word of God. Meditation. You're pondering. You're seeing it. You are imagining the word. If you've been harassed by sickness and disease, you may imagine yourself whole. You see yourself whole. You see yourself doing all kinds of things that healthy people do. Amen. If it's in the building, Pastor mentioned it earlier this morning, you see yourself in the building. See yourself in the chairs. See yourself in the days. See yourself, you know, see, you see, you see, you see. Before you get into it, you have to occupy it first. In your heart. In your heart. You know why the devil steals people's dreams? Because it's not in their heart. They're not pondering on The picture hasn't been developed. It's hard to deny that somebody you see in a picture is not in the picture. Right? Because the picture shows that he's in it. But if it's not in the picture, you may have argument. No, I don't believe he was there. I don't believe he was there. He said, here's the picture. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. 
Here's the picture. That, that's, that kills that argument. See, you need to develop that picture of what God said to you inside of you. Because that's what quiets doubt. People who don't meditate end up doubting. Because the picture is never seen. And if the picture is not there, the mind will harass you. Because the mind likes to see evidence. Show me. But it looks for it in the natural. But you can turn the supernatural into natural by meditating on it. Till it becomes real to you. Till it becomes real to you. Till you see it. Meditate on it day and night so that you can observe. And when you observe, when you see it, you will act it. When you see it, you will act it. Amen. When you see it, you will act it. Amen. Are, are you listening to me? When you see it, you will act it. Why do we not possess? Why don't we lay hold? Because many don't see it. And you don't see it by one confession. You see it by constant meditation. Uh-huh. That's me. <laughs> That's me. That's us. That's us. You see, sometimes, have you ever wondered, you know, God will speak to a congregation and say, I have a land for you. I have a building for you. Have you ever wondered, how is it going to come to pass? Some people will say, everything is in God's hands. God can do anything. He will do whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do it. That's not true. If he did, everybody would be in charge. <laughs> Amen. Because he said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I, I understand if you have symptoms and all that. I'm talking about people who are habitually not coming to church. If God can do anything that he wants to do, whatever he wants to do it, he wants you in church. How come it doesn't force you to come? No. Everything that God wants to do depends on our cooperation. And part of the way we cooperate is through some of these things that we're talking about today. Yeah, you have to see yourself in it. You have to see yourself in it. How do you see yourself in it? Through meditation. Pondering. It is in meditating on the word of God that the role that God will have you play will come alive to you. You may be meditating on the word of God and all of a sudden you are prompted. Take a drive. Well, you know, pastor's got it. No. No. You see, prompting will come. Take, take, take a drive. You know, go on this road that you rarely go on. You just go and you're driving. La, 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 glory to God. And all of a sudden, a property shows up. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Wow, I wonder what that is. If you've been meditating, you will be reminded. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Because God uses everybody. Check it out. And you just drive up. Hmm. You can copy the number. I said, Pastor, you know, I was just driving. I was just prompting. I drove. And I had this come up. And I, hmm, I just thought, well, let me just copy it. But if you haven't heard right, opportunities like that wouldn't come to you because you're not in a position to receive it. Or if you're not meditating, opportunities like that will come and you won't observe it. You will reason it out. Yeah. Oh, this is probably that. Ah, hmm, probably that. 
How about just respond? I've learned with God, you may look foolish, but just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You are one hearing away from miracle. One hearing. One hearing. One hearing. (laughs) One word you heard. That woman heard and she got free. Hearing. Hearing. Okay? So meditation allows you to develop the image on the inside. And when you develop that image, it grows big inside of you. It grows big inside of you. And when it grows big inside of you, you can't even stop it. It becomes unstoppable. And it begins to rule over the natural. Remember, so mightily grew the word and prevails. Prevails over unbelief. Prevails over wrong ideas. Prevails over wrong thinking. Prevails over the way you see natural things. You just develop that word. It grows inside. It grows. And when the word grows in you, boy, can nobody stop you. I mean, it just, it just develops. Pastor will come up and we'll start to talk. He said, Pastor, you don't need to convince me. Let's go. You know what delays the manifestation of God's plan many times? It's trying to get everybody in one accord. That's what delays. That's one of the things that delays the manifestation of God's plan. Trying to get everybody in one accord. How do you get everybody in one accord? Hear the same thing. And go through the process the same way. You see, this is not just for pastors. This is for all of us. Amen. I'm telling you what God told me for you. Amen. And it'll be quick. If we'll get on board and just do it like that, it'll be so quick. It'll be so quick. It'll be so quick. It'll be so quick. Amen. God will have you come through places, but they're not supposed to be residents. You're just going through it. And the better you hear, the better you attend, the better you meditate determines how long you are going to be in those places. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So after meditation now, (laughs) after you take the time to ponder on it, meditate on it, meditate on it, meditate on it, meditate on it, what happens next? It gets in your mouth. It gets in your mouth. You start talking it. We're moving. <laughs> We're getting that land. We're, you know, whatever it is, you're talking it. Right. You're talking it. Someone said, how do you know? Remember the Bible said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When the meditation fills your heart, it begins to come out of your mouth. And when it begins to come out of your mouth, it begins to settle. It begins to settle on the outside. Amen. So the process begins with hearing. How do you hear? You set your attention. And after you are, you are attending to it, you begin to ponder it. You begin to meditate. And when you meditate and meditate and meditate and it fills your heart, it begins to come out of your mouth. And when you begin to talk it, ah, the next things come on. 
And I'm going to talk some more about those things tonight. Because this, God has a system. We don't have to wonder. You, you, you know what I mean? We don't have to wonder how is this going to happen. God is so cool. He tells you how he's going to do it. He may not tell you all the hows and you know the little bit, bits. He just tells you this is what I'm going to do. For instance, if you believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. And then, you know, when it begins to come out of your mouth, you are set in Jeremiah 112 now. You've driven all the way to Jeremiah and you're in chapter 1 and verse 12. It's where it says, he watches over his word to perform it. When you do this process or these processes that we've talked about, you get to the point where the Spirit of God begins to guide you further. Many times people fail to recognize the leading of the Spirit because they haven't done this part. Because the Spirit of God will lead you according to the Word of God. But where the Word is not known, where these things are not in place, you won't recognize the leading even though He's trying to lead you. Because you see, the Spirit of God leading you is not something we pray for. Oh God, lead me. No, you don't have to pray, oh God, lead me. No, as a child of God, he leads you. Remember the Bible says, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You don't have to pray for God to lead you. He leads you. Why? Because you are his son. He doesn't lead you because you pray. He leads you because you are a child of God. So the qualification for being led by the Spirit is being born of God. Amen. So, and he will lead you according to the word of God. Many, some of you need homes. Some of you need, need homes. And it's tied to what I'm telling you. I can see why he, he told me to come here and preach this. I remember last year, they reminded me of this later. I was in Merced. Preaching. I can't tell you all because the gifts of the spirit function and I don't pay attention. I don't record and say, oh, this fact. I, I couldn't even remember what I said. But it came on me by the spirit. I said, God's going to pay off this building. And you businessmen and women, you better act on it fast, fast, fast. Because your homes and businesses are connected to it. That's what I believe the Spirit of God said to me. And I said it. I didn't remember it. It wasn't until later that I heard. They, they were telling me. I said, you remember you said this? Said, oh, really? You know? <laughs> because you see, whenever God speaks to you and you latch on to it, he does what he does. Amen? Like Reverend Joseph was saying, just do you. God will just do you. <laughs> Amen? Glory to God. And that's how he prepares you. He prepares you. The increase you're looking for is connected to this. That's what I'm telling you. And you know people are getting houses there. Things are popping for people. Because you believe what was said. And you walk on it. And it will open and it will open and it will open. And some of you will even own more businesses. Why? Because that's how God operates. You don't have to get it by your own might. Just stop. I tried it. <laughs> Let me save you time. I tried it. It didn't work. 
until I started responding to God. I mean, how can we, as a small, uh, as small as we are right now in Nigeria, but God is doing mighty things that he's doing. Just responding. Just responding. Just responding. You know, at the beginning of last year, he said to me, I want you to hold crusades in different parts of, in some major cities in Nigeria, starting with Lagos. And Lagos is the commercial capital of Nigeria. I mean, Lagos has about 21, over 21 million people in it. It's very crowded. <laughs> so we, we embarked to get there. We get there. And uh, when I got to Lagos, he said, I want you to hold these meetings here regularly. To hold a meeting, one trip. Say one trip. One trip, one trip will cost us what? Half of what used to come into the church in a whole year. One trip. One trip will be what used to be half of what will come into the church in a whole year. In a whole year. But you know what we did? We just heard. We attended to it. And we started acting on it. And every time we've acted, all the provisions are there. And I think, oh God, this is life. Yeah. This is the way to go. So he says it, we hear it, yes. mm, we attend to it, yes. we meditate on it, yes. it grows big, we speak it, we act it out. Yes. It's always there. Yes. Always there. Yes. Always there. Yes. Sometimes I wonder, oh, how come was it, how come it did this way? He said, my word carries it with it. That thing you got right there, that Bible, is your gold mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Did you learn something? Yes. It's very, very teachy, teachy, teachy this morning, but we're laying foundation for what God wants to do. It's time to lay hold. It's no longer time to just wonder. It's time to lay hold. But in order to lay hold, you, ha- you have to be thoroughly convinced. That's right. yeah. And the way you become thoroughly convinced is through the word that we're sharing with you. Because you hear it, you attend to it. Yeah. It captures your attention. Yeah. You begin to meditate on it. Yeah. You get full of it. You get to talking about it. That's all you talk about. Uh-huh. People will accuse you. That's all you talk about. That's all you talk about. And guess what? You will have whatsoever you say. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. 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 So tonight I believe we're going to talk about how the Spirit of God assists you. How the Holy Spirit will assist you. But you have to have this foundation first. Uh, It's going to be a thrill. Because we preach this on the radio even in Nigeria. Last year talking about faith must be guided by the Holy Spirit. And people were calling, you know, people were saved. I mean, I have people, people that work in big companies that they learn what I'm teaching you today about being guided, how, how the Spirit guides faith, and they saved their company millions in dollars. In dollars. I remember a dear... Dear brother, wonderful, wonderful brother, was telling me how 
he started to put this in practice and the Holy Spirit helped him to discover a mistake that was made worth I, I believe it was ten a hundred million dollars dollars millions and he was able to go and rectify with the whole people and if he had lasted past that time it would have been detrimental to so many people's employment the Holy Spirit and you a combination that the world is waiting for Amen. amen praise God hallelujah I believe this will be a good place to, to stop for, for now. If you're able to come back tonight, we'll talk more about that and um, lay foundation. Can I share something else with you? And, and I mean, build on this foundation. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at yourself. Pastors, don't look at yourself. When you look at yourself, get what you see. Yourself. <laughs> I know it's a big revelation, right? <laughs> but look at him. How do you look at him? Look at what he told you. Look at the word of God. In beholding the word, the word is being transmitted into you. The image that's in that word is being built inside. You're beholding. You're beholding. It's growing. It's growing. It's growing. And when it grows, it begins to come out of your mouth. Look at the word. Look at the word. Look at the word. Look at the word. <laughs> do whatever the word tells you to do. Yeah. I remember in recent time in Nigeria, I was reminded of the message that doctor used to preach all the time. Look at the birds. Look at the birds. Look at the birds. So one day I was just reading that scripture. Look at the birds. And I started to look at the birds. We have birds that come to the backyard and just like there. Just, and I have some that I mess with. <laughs> they come in. They hang by the window. So I'll go and mimic the, the noise. You know? and they'll be right there they, they, they are looking for me they can't see me I'm behind the mirror but they can hear me they're going like, they're going like, they're going like hmm. <laughs> it's very funny I thought <laughs> but after they left I was reminded of that message look at the birds and as I started looking at the birds I started observing do you know the birds they do everything with their mouth they gather their food with their mouth. They build their nest with their mouth. Could it be? I'm just saying, could it be? I'm just saying, could it be? That we are not laying hold of some things. Because it's not in our mouth. Look at the birds. They don't work. They don't know anything about mileage plus. <laughs> Air miles, they go anyway. They don't, you don't, they don't have green card. They don't have whatever. They just go, no, nothing. Yeah. They can get any, anywhere they want. Uh-huh. Just with their mouth. Yeah. How about you? Jesus said, are you not better than they? Amen. 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 Praise God. Somebody has been dealing with stomach issue. Are you here today? Stomach problems. If you're here, come. Let's get rid of it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's been been going on for a while. Okay, praise God. We're going to lay hands on it. And it'll be gone. Praise God. Pastor Melina, can you help me, please? 
Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Could you put your hands? In the name of Jesus, be healed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Same thing. Is bothering you right now? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, be made whole. Completely be made whole. Turn to the other side. In Jesus' name. It's all twisted. Yeah. Keep your hands up. Thank you, Lord. You're my healer. You're my savior. You're my deliverer. Thank you, Lord. You're my healer. My savior. My deliverer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because of some uh, 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 sleep, 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 sleep disorder sometimes. Is that right? You haven't slept in a long time. Yeah. Jesus Christ of Nazareth makes you whole. Thank you, Lord. Today, receive it. It'll be different from this day. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it pays to come to church? <laughs> you don't get this at Walmart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Who's that? Somebody's wrist. It gets tight sometimes. Tightness in your wrist. It seems like it, 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 and then it, it releases. It gets tight. If you're here, we can minister to you. You won't have to deal with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, I thank you for your healing power. In Jesus' name. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It's a tussle about those children. A fight about those children. But in the name of Jesus, I declare that it turns around and it turns quickly. Yeah, see your souls in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. It it, it it just it, it be like a click, click. Just all of a sudden, it's like all the smoke <laughs> disappears. Why? The spirit of the Lord said so. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad I came. <laughs> what about you? How many of you will be here tonight? How many of you are able to come? Amen. I'll be here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If you're able to come, it, it will bless you. We have some things that we haven't gotten into yet. Praise God. But I, I wanted to lay foundation for what God wants to do. Amen. So now we'll go 
home, go to lunch, and we ponder on some of these things. Just ponder, meditate on it. You come, you come back so full, and boy, it will begin to. Gabriela, 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 Gabriela. Anybody in here by that name? I don't know. I don't know who. But it just keeps, they, that name being, just kept being called out. Being called out. Being called out. Go ministering spirits in Jesus name. Rescue that situation. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's like a fight all the time. Go rescue that situation. Satan take your hands off. In Jesus name. Glory to God. There will be many that come to this place. <laughs> that look like are you serious? But give them some time. It will be glorious. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's all I got for now. Praise God. Pastor thank you so much. Praise God.